sleep down? I my feet are really cold. Your feet are really cold? Why? It's winter. I could put slippies on, but they might make noise, so. Your slippers are noisy? Yeah. Slippers are like the quietest of no, all footwear. No, they have like whole soles on them. Oh, well, just don't walk around during the podcast and they'll be quiet. Oh, that's what I've been doing wrong. Yeah. Okay, you're dressed as a cat. Yes, I am. You're very cozy. All right, and welcome to <laughs> an episode of I Love This, You Should Too. My name is Indy Randawa, and with me is my lovely but cold-footed partner, Samantha Hees. Hello. It's a really cold November day as we're recording right now, and we're cozied down. Sam has a nice sweatsuit on, mm-hmm. but bare feet? No, I have socks on. Oh, They're but... just cold. Yeah. It's just winter. I, I, I can't stay warm. I have slippers, so I'm nice and warm. Right. And a full cat onesie. <laughs> you, you, Indy is currently dressed as a cat. I have the little hood and everything. With the so bow tie. Nice. It's a cat wearing a bow tie. Yeah, it's a, it's pretty good. I'm just wearing cheerleading sweats, as usual. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so it's a nice cold November day. What better thing to do than hang out and talk about great moments in filmmaking yeah and you have a nice beer with you today what you drinking i do um i'm drinking the whistler brewing chestnut limited edition ale Ooh, let's see how this is you can tell me how it is while i drink some it's so good and i think i said this last night i want to like eat something that tastes like this oh that is very good yeah it's uh very delicious like i don't even know how to describe it it's got kind of a caramelly chocolate it's a brown finish. ale but it has a bit of a sweetness it's a chestnut and caramel i can taste some caramel yeah it has a sweet finish on it, it. kind of it's reminds me of like nice. butter tarts or something it's it's kind of creamy yeah very good um, good job whistler you should make this not just a temporary limited, limited edition i want to drink this all the time this might be one of my top five beers of the year Ooh. Speaking of top five things of the year, <laughs> let's talk about one of the greatest movies the year it came out, which was, what, like 88? I actually don't even remember. 89? So, Samantha, do you like movies about aliens? Sometimes. Do you like movies about wheelchair-bound children being put in very dangerous situations? Oh, always. Do you like movies that are supposed to be cute and funny, but actually have really horrific, grotesque content. Oh, those are my favorite. Well, I have a great movie for you. (laughs) It's called Mac and Me. And we watched it. So this was my pick. I picked it for different reasons than I often pick a lot of movies. I think Mac and Me is just a good, fun time to hang out and watch. And we had some people over and we watched Mac and Me. But that wasn't enough for you, so we watched it again. So you could take notes. But then that wasn't enough for you. (laughs) So just today we watched it again. And you'd already seen it once before then. So you've seen Mac and Me like four times. Yes, I have seen Mac and Me four times now. Because it is probably your favorite movie ever. No. Just the best movie, but not quite your favorite. Got it. (laughs) You know what I love? Hmm. When you uh, just decide things for me yeah. on the podcast. So I'm like the the jerk of the podcast. Yeah. So I've been trying to like lean into it more and be like extra snobby. Because I'm already pretty You're snobby. You're pretty snobby. Yeah. But then for the podcast, I make myself extra snobby. And people have called you out on it. Yeah. Oh, I'm going for it. I'm leaning in. Good. Okay. 
But then this doesn't really work as well for Mac and me because Mac and me is fantastic. (laughs) So how the podcast works, I bring something to Samantha she had never seen before. In this case, it was Mac and me, and now we watched it. And I... I don't know if I want to say I love this movie, do you? I love watching this movie. I think it's so much fun. Did you? I thought it was a good movie. You thought it was a good movie? (laughs) I don't think I thought it was a good movie. Watching kind of like in the background. (laughs) So tell tell me more. Um, Elaborate on what you think about Mac and Me. I don't know. It does it have production quality? Not really. Does it have an all-star cast? Not really. <laughs> it's uh, one of those movies that is good in the setting where we watched it the first time, where we had people over, we were just kind of like tuning in and out, and we were talking to other people, and it was on in the background, and every so often you saw something kind of funny, and it brought you back into the movie, but I don't think I can say I even really like liked this movie much. <laughs> but it's so fun it's so fun to watch mac and me why if you didn't like it that much why do you keep requesting to watch it over and over again <laughs> i didn't know that we were gonna watch it all over again today but you said put it on and then you sat down and didn't get up until it was over <laughs> yeah, that was an accident oh so it was more sleepiness it was than... the amount of ramen i ate before sitting down to watch mac yeah, and me <laughs> that was like A weight that kept me on the couch and would not let me leave. So, Indy, this is your favorite movie. No, 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 no. Don't put that on me. (laughs) So, Indy, you like this movie. Uh, I like watching it, yeah. So, Indy, you watched this movie. (laughs) I have watched this movie. Can you tell me your favorite part? There, it's real hard to pick, but I think if something jumps out at me, it's got to be the McDonald's dance sequence. I'm going to agree with you on that. So a lot of people judge this movie too harshly, and they say like, oh, this is just a big 90-minute commercial for McDonald's. But you have to remember, it's a 90-minute commercial for Coca-Cola as well. And Skittles. And Skittles. And Nightmares. (laughs) But that dance sequence in mcdonald's is just fantastic it's so fun it's so ridiculous if it were made today you would think like oh they're in on the joke and they're doing this and they think it's hilarious but it's not it's just in it's so earnest that they have this united colors of benetton ad that has just like one person of every race and they're all dancing together and having a good time at mcdonald's because that's what mcdonald's were like in the 80s yeah well i wasn't alive you enough, were alive in the 80s. But not enough to, like, really understand the dancing. That's true. You didn't go to any of the dance contests at McDonald's. I did not. When I was uh, three, I won a McDonald's dance contest. That is a lie. <laughs> <laughs> Prove it. Okay. <laughs> I'll see what I can do. So is that your favorite part, too? I think so. I think so. It's just such a, such a fun, like, innocent moment in a movie that leaves you questioning everything you know about aliens and it encapsulates what this movie is yeah it's ridiculous there's an alien the motivations for people make no sense the actions of people make no sense and it's like blatant corporate sponsorship yes and there's no there's no consequences for anything yeah (laughs) like they destroyed the mom's sears store and like no big deal nothing ever really happens (laughs) I'm assuming she just went to work the next day, even though 
they'd broken glass and well mostly that was the fbi doing that it's true it's true then what's your least favorite part of this fantastic fantastic movie (laughs) um their bodies oh god yeah the alien bodies Mm. agreed again yeah like these aliens will probably tell you what this movie's about if you haven't seen it but there's aliens in it and they look like if Guillermo del Toro made a movie about sea monkeys, this is what you <laughs> think the sea monkeys They do kind of look like sea monkeys. Yeah, but scary, <sighs> scary sea monkeys. Sea monkeys that get up and do things. I was going to say that was my least favorite part as well. But if I'm going to pick something different, I'd say, although this movie is, of course, fantastic, there was one bad thing. It launched the career of someone who would go on to terrorize film screens for many years. And that is Jennifer Aniston. She got her start in that McDonald's dance sequence. She's just in is the background. Is she in there? She is. She doesn't really do anything in Oh, it. you'll have to show me that later. But this is technically her first film credit. So I credit Mac and me with starting all of those terrible movies. So I didn't enjoy the way they moved. I didn't enjoy... The dad, especially. The shape of like right. most of their bodies i'm not body shaming the aliens are you not <laughs> no I'm i not. am not <laughs> they should be ashamed actually that's one of the first things that the aliens learn is the human concept of shame true because true. as soon as they meet humans humans make them wear clothes yeah i just really think that they could have made them a lot cuter since i'm assuming this was supposed to be like a children's movie yeah you wouldn't know it based on a lot of these no scenes. you'd think that they'd just be a little cuter well, let's uh, get into it. Sometimes we would do a summary of a movie, but let's just kind of go through the movie because okay. that's the kind of movie this is. So, Indy. Yes? We sit down on the couch, we press play, and what happens at the beginning? Oh, I like how we're starting with, <laughs> uh, with what we did, not just in what happens yeah. in the movie. We sit down. Yeah, I remember that part. I think there was popcorn involved, perhaps. There was. Oh, I want popcorn now. So the ship... From the U.S. government lands on their planet. And those shots, I actually think, look fine. They do. They do. They still look pretty, like, realistic. It's not like they've aged really poorly or anything. They definitely look a little older. It looks like a lot of the space movies from the 70s, but Mm -hmm. good space movies from the 70s. Of course, this is 88, and if you look, if you think that, oh, how many Star Wars movies had already been out by this point then you think, oh, maybe it doesn't look as great. But I I like those first few shots until you see all of those creatures come out. And you're terrified. Yeah. And they get sucked into the ship. Can ships just vacuum things up like that? No, mech creatures can be vacuumed and change form constantly. These aliens are... Are they like silly putty? Yes. I I assume, yes, they are. Okay. Because it happens many times. It does, yeah. And they... Get, like, squished onto things and then, like, reform and they're fine. And, like, they never really get hurt. I like when the ship lands, their first instinct is to throw rocks at it. (laughs) That's my first instinct. When I see something I don't understand, I throw rocks at it. I feel like that is just generally, like, a reaction that humans have to things. Yeah, I was like, PT Cruiser? What kind of vehicle is that? Threw rocks at it. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, That's a pretty dated reference. (laughs) Oh, yeah, what, what decade is it? When the spaceship gets back to Earth. Yeah, so it lands, sucks them up, and leaves immediately. Yeah. And gets back in like 20 minutes? Yeah, so... From Mars? Space travel doesn't really make any sense in this movie. Because usually it takes like 
a couple months to fly to a planet and then a couple months to fly back and they wouldn't just spend five minutes on a planet and then leave. They get back to the science lab. Mm-hmm. I was going to say science place. But at the science place, yeah. Yeah, at the science place. The science warehouse. And uh, they don't really check out what's inside the ship. And then the aliens pop out. Yeah, and then there's smoke and chaos. And there are shots in that part of the movie that are straight out of a horror movie. Yeah. Because there's one point where they're looking through the glass and all they can see is smoke. And then the dad creature comes through and he's terrifying. And he just touches the glass, which explodes it because they can explode stuff with their hands. Yeah. Sometimes. I mean, it's hard to to tell what their powers actually are because they change throughout the movie. Um, and there's no like, okay, these are the five things Max can do. And we don't know. It changes throughout. And Mac, of course, means mysterious alien creature, which is said at one point in this movie. Yeah, and then everyone calls him Mac. Although, because it's just, uh, it's a ripoff of E.T., if that's not clear. It, oh, 100%. It definitely is, and E.T. was extraterrestrial. Instead so of the like, bike, it's a wheelchair. Yeah. Instead of Reese's Pieces, it's Skittles and Coke. I can't believe they'd be allowed to, like, make another movie that was so similar to E.T., So then the family gets all separated, and the family of aliens, that is, and Mac gets sprayed across the highway because a helicopter. Yeah. And wind and suction affects them very strangely. So then he turns into a tumbleweed (laughs) and (laughs) rolls across the highway, Yeah, and then he turns into a pancake on someone's windshield. And then there's a car crash. Yeah, there's a horrific car crash. Horrific. And everyone just drives away from it. Six people die, but we never we really mentioned know. that. Because and there's, there's like fires and cars, cars jumping on top over of, cars. Yeah. yeah, and there's a lady with a, a fire extinguisher, even though nothing's on fire where she sprays it. Yeah. She's just like, some guy opens his car door and she sprays it at him. But then in the background of different shots, there's, there's cars on fire. There's fire, yeah. So she should really... Uh, target where she's putting it because she probably could have helped a little bit with that fire extinguisher so at this point we're five minutes in and there have been probably four sequences that would be better suited for a horror movie than this children's alien movie horrific car crash scary alien out of the mist i think this if you just described it to me i would think horror movie yeah and if you just see the dad walking it's a mixture that's Equal parts terrifying and disgusting. (laughs) They look uh, horrific. They look like they're made out of the scrotum of burn victims. They're just, they're very gross. So this family is moving from Chicago to LA. Oh, how do we know they're moving from Chicago? Is it because everything they own says Chicago on it? Yes. Yeah. (laughs) We need to buy more things that have Edmonton on it because we clearly don't advertise where we live enough. (laughs) Um, or just like Canada. We just need to wear lots of Canada wear. You are currently wearing a maple leaf sweatshirt. I am. I am. I'm doing my part. Yeah. I'm just representing cats. (laughs) So this family arrives at their new house. Oh yeah. And do you remember what she says about the house? The mom? So there's a, a mom and two children. One son is in a wheelchair and then one's a little older. I don't remember what she says. She says, like, look, we have this great house for you because you're in a wheelchair. The counters are nice and low. The windows are low so you can see out of everything, which is great. On the other hand, she forgot to not buy a house on a cliff. 
<laughs> True. It's on the top of a mountain, and there's a cliff in the backyard. With, like, water below it. Yeah, which she never mentions to him. No, no. Like, oh, be careful. Don't go out the back gate. There is a giant 300-foot <laughs> sheer drop outside the backyard, but that'll never come into play. No, no, no. You'll be fine. So they are looking around their house, and they realize... Or they don't realize, but there is a mysterious alien creature that is hidden and stowed away in their van. Their van with blinds, which is pretty sweet. You don't see that anymore. The way that they move into this house is insane. Because they have everything hung up and organized by the end of the night. And they're just chopping wood and things like that. And this family has driven across the country to move to L.A. and... They also still had the energy to unpack every single box and organize their entire house. And there's so many shots of power tools because later on this is going to come into play and we want to know that this is set up. But when they get there, Mac like takes a shower. That's his first thing to do. I think so. He's hiding. He breaks a lamp and he takes a shower. Yeah. Do you remember the neighbor that they see? The little girl? Yeah. Yeah. And how she's dressed like a native person yeah in a teepee <laughs> and she's she's in a teepee she has a parrot a real life parrot yeah on top of the teepee and she has a real chameleon on her shoulder also neither of these animals are in the rest of the movie yeah that's <laughs> and why is she dressed like that and she says i'm communing with the earth spirits she's dressed like pocahontas i was gonna say every girl at coachella but yeah, oh yeah, that, yeah that too, too. <laughs> Yeah, I I don't know. I guess the 80s were a different time, but now you wouldn't be able to do that in a movie. Yeah, you can't use chameleons like that nowadays. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was referring to. And then there's the shot of Mac's family kind of walking through the desert like a bunch of refugees. And that's really scary and sad. It too. is really scary and sad. And I... I don't know where they are. I feel like Sarah McLaughlin should be singing for it, and there should be a number we can call in to donate. It seemed like one of oh, those commercials. Oh, yeah. yeah. There are poor aliens everywhere yeah. who need your help. Exactly. Oh, it's so sad. Adopt an alien today <laughs> and improve the life of a family new to Earth. <laughs> I feel like you should play that music behind that little... PSA that yeah. just did. <laughs> just really sad and sad pictures of sad aliens just looking looking longingly in the distance. That's what all those Puppy. parent aliens do. Also, Mac cries. He thinks about his family and cries multiple times it's in this so movie. It's so sad. It's very strange. Speaking of sad, we get a shot of Eric, who's our main character. He's yes. like a 12-ish year old boy in a yeah. wheelchair. And we were talking about this. I think he's actually wheelchair bound. And he is. Oh, he is. He is. Because my main reasons for thinking this, he did good leg acting, I thought. Yes. And also, he is not a good actor. No. And I feel like if they were to choose from just any child actor, they would have gotten someone better. And there were some good child actors in the 80s. So I feel like we could have gotten someone who was like a really good actor and then he could have played wheelchair but i like that they're actually getting people who yeah with that actual physical disability mm-hmm. yeah um the wheelchair acting would not have been as good no but all of the other acting would have been better i'm usually pretty easygoing on the acting of kids but he was uh, not great no not great at all Do you oh. remember the actor's name no his name is jade jade isn't that strange? Isn't that a girl's name? I don't know. I think it's not like 
a name. I Jade Calligory. That sounds like a very fictitious name. It is a very fictitious name. Um, we watched about 10 minutes of the director's commentary, and this kid, Jade Calligory, um, raced wheelchairs. Like, that was his, like... Oh, well, he time? is very good at that because there he's put in some very dangerous situations that they should not have allowed him to do. Well, they had a they had a stunt double. But there's shots of him yes. going downhill in that yes. thing very quickly. Um, and by stunt double, do you mean a very lifeless puppet? Because <laughs> that's what goes flying over the cliff. Um, they had a stunt double for him, but apparently he was better and more safe in his wheelchair than the stunt double was because it's a very easily tippable thing. Mm-hmm. And you kind of learn how to position yourself. Like with anything, you kind of learn how to do it properly. And then if you have someone who's not actually used to going around in a wheelchair, I think it, uh, I think it, it's a big learning curve. Yeah. So then they're, they're moved in. Mac is kind of in and out of the house. He sleeps in the yard and just kind of cries for a night, which is very Looks strange as well. Oh, and I was saying, speaking of sad jade eric i think his name is right is looking at a picture of his dad we assume but we never hear what happened to him dead we don't know is he still in chicago we don't know i assume that there was a car accident and he died and he died and eric was paralyzed oh maybe that's my thought and then they moved to la yeah Huh. Because with all the insurance money, because the mom is hasn't worked in ten years, she says. Yeah, but they have a real nice house in California. Insurance money. Yeah, that's what I think. Yeah, especially one that's like. I think it was the mom's doing. She like cut the brake lines to kill the dad <laughs> for the insurance money. Little did she know that it would also end in the son being physically disabled forever. Yes. Yeah. So now she feels a lot of guilt towards him, and she's. She's trying to make it up to him. This is more backstory than we actually get in the movie. Yeah. Hypothetical backstory. Hypothetical backstory. But they move in, and then there's that one part where Mac, a naked alien, runs out of the house, and Eric asks the next door neighbor, did you see my friend? And she goes, yeah, he is cute. And he goes, oh, just kidding. It's my brother. Oh, yeah. And she's like, oh, yeah, that's... Where are you from? Yeah, why do you have a naked alien brother? But if it's your friend, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. She has a very strange reaction to the news that she's... Everyone has strange reactions to everything in this. Nothing makes sense. Yeah. Listeners, if you're if you're listening right now and you're thinking, oh, I'm going to watch Mac and Me, but I'm going to take it really seriously, don't. <laughs> because you can't go into this movie thinking seriously about all of the choices that are made because there's just no sense to any of it. And I love in the next morning, so we've seen all these power tools and a child is cutting stuff for no reason, but then we finally get the payoff and Mac is just drilling holes through a wall like a maniac. Yeah. I guess this alien knows how to use power tools. That's fine. But then he's also sawing holes through the door and doing like a Jack Torrance, here's Johnny sequence. Yeah. That was terrifying. There, it, it just, there's no consequences for In that In this children's movie... An alien saws through the door and terrifies a wheelchair-bound child. And that is, like, light and funny. Yeah. (laughs) And he also brings everything outdoors inside. Why would he do that? Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. It seems, like, very destructive and rude. And when the mother comes in, she said, why would you do this? 
she blames her wheelchair-bound child for moving furniture, moving all this furniture, and bringing pretty much everything from outside, including some stuffed deer. I think I don't know where he got those from. Indoors and just setting up a big scene. Uh, we see the deer head the night that they're moving into the house. All right, um, and he chases his mom with it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and like twigs and trees and he attaches stuff to the ceiling fan like eric's not going to be able to reach the ceiling fan yeah (laughs) he climbed up on the table and somehow like reached high enough to grab this like fan so then he is blamed for this and gets distraught and leaves the house and then we'd get that Paul Red sequence that we've seen so many times right. where he rolls down a hill. Again, there's a cliff in their backyard that is never mentioned to him. Uh, he flies. It's like a hundred foot drop. Yes. Lands in a pond. And uh, it's a dummy that is strapped into this wheelchair. And yes. it's still hilarious. Like that, you you have to admit, that was funny. It was funny. Oh, it's brilliant. I love it so much. I didn't laugh as hard as you did, but... No. <laughs> so he spends quite a bit of time underwater in this scene. Yeah. Because um, he's still strapped to that wheelchair, and... You'd think it'd just pull him right to the bottom. Well, it does eventually. And then Mac gets in and shoots him to the top? Yeah, because Mac has... Flying powers? Whatever powers. He can fly sometimes. Yes, he does in the vacuum cleaner scene. Oh, and when he's in a teddy bear suit. Right. Yeah, he can just fly. He can just fly on whim. It's kind of like E.T. We didn't really know his powers. He could fly sometimes too. Could he? Yeah, on the bike. Oh, right, right, right. It wasn't a flying bike, I think he made. No. <laughs> it was a flying bike. You know, one of those flying bikes. Yeah. Speaking of E.T., when I went to Universal Studios as a child, we rode a et ride where the alien said your name and you were on the bicycle as you went through the ride it was very cool <laughs> what does it say like hello there samantha yeah come on a ride with me no it's right at the end and then there's like always kids who like lie just to make the alien say something funny uh i guess so <laughs> hello there poo head <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then you give your, like, name card to the technician as you're getting on the ride, and then it says your name when you go by. Oh. Yeah. Pooh head. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that was a little detour, but that was a fun childhood memory for me. So after, speaking of fun childhood memories, this child falls off a 200-foot cliff. His life is saved by an alien. He uh, probably has a concussion, probably broke his legs, but maybe he can't even tell. Might not have gotten enough oxygen to his brain for a while. Yep. Serious brain damage. So then there's all sorts of fire crew and everything there. And the mom assumes it's a suicide attempt. Yes. That's a big jump. That is a big jump. It is a hill in the backyard that he didn't know about. Yeah, it makes sense that he could just accidentally fall down there. But no, she goes, why would you do this to yourself? And she assumes it's a suicide attempt. That's Again, so weird. this is a movie for children. Yeah. Which why deals with suicide. Yourself? Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's some heavy themes in this movie. And not a lot of them are child friendly. Oh, and not child friendly. He has to then talk to a doctor. The doctor asks the mom to leave. Let me talk to your child alone in this room for a while yeah and she's like yeah okay cool and then he reaches into his pocket and says here take some of these yeah he just has a pocket full of sedatives at least eric's smart enough and he like pockets it and doesn't uh doesn't take it or else he would have gotten roofied by this doctor i assume uh yeah 
This is also the mom's first day of work. Yeah, it's going to be that evening. I think it's this day. This whole movie is three days. I think so. Three or four days. Because the little girl comes in and says, you want to go to my friend's birthday party tomorrow? One, don't just invite random people to someone else's (laughs) birthday party. And two, like, this kid has just had, like, a near-death experience and you want him to go to McDonald's with you? And the sister comes as well, and she's never really met him. No, she waved at him from the deck. Yeah, but but she feels fine, like, oh, yeah, you almost died. I'm going to come see how you're doing. And she is wearing her McDonald's uniform because she works at McDonald's. Mm -hmm. And for any of you wondering, I did try to count the McDonald's references, and I got just eight that I could see. There's probably (laughs) more, but one of those eight is like a eight-minute sequence in a McDonald's. But I just counted that as one. Yeah. There's also about four Skittles appearances. And I think Coke leads the way at, I have 12 Coke references here. I, yeah, I Or Coke is that. on screen 12 times. Yeah. Also, uh, Chicago stuff. Oh my God. There are... Did the city of Chicago sponsor this movie? <laughs> yeah. 14 Chicago Bears, Cubs, and Chicago Tribune, and WGN, and all sorts of stuff like huh. that. I just, yeah, the product placement in this movie is just, like, a little too over the head with it. I feel like this is when they were just getting into that. Yeah. And they were like, well, it's so successful in E.T., so if they could do it a little, it'll be so much better if we do so much of it. And it's not. <laughs> it's not. And I they think there was a backlash about calm that. calm down with the product placement. Yeah. Um, we, we get it. You uh, want us to consume certain products, but, whew, it's every single shot. Pretty much. So then we get a sequence where Eric tries to like home alone the alien. Yes. By putting out these traps to catch him and him and the neighbor girl, Debbie, catch it in a vacuum because they inherently know that you can suck up aliens with yeah. vacuums. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as and you can the... with most things you're scared of. You can just yeah. suck them up with a vacuum. <laughs> <laughs> and then they turn the power off in the entire neighborhood because the vacuum backfired yeah the aliens have inexplicable electric powers so does the lights go off because mac is scared maybe okay there's no real no i'm to trying it. to reason with a movie that just doesn't make any it just sense. doesn't care about that no. and i love that it doesn't care about that <laughs> i like this movie quite a bit for that you <laughs> just like you don't have to be like oh he must be doing that for this reason there's no reason you just yeah why bother thinking about any with of it because if you try to find logistical errors in this you're gonna be so busy and you get overwhelmed with other things that are more ridiculous yeah you're like oh i don't care about why a vacuum would fly up because there's something crazier going on right after it yes like in et how they used a trail of reese's pieces to to coke coax to coax E.T. out. I'm saying coke because they use coke in this. It's the product placement is working. They use a um, a trail of straws and Matt comes out, tries to drink the coke and Debbie sucks him up in a vacuum. And then she, it's like a scene from The Exorcist and she goes spinning around. She's on the ceiling. You can see the track that she's, yeah. that the dummy of yeah, Debbie is Yeah, you can actually see the track in the ceiling. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty fantastic. I feel bad for Mac sometimes. The alien? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, he's like a child lust. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty sad. And he cries a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And then his mom cries. Is he their child? I think so. Because if 
We'll get to it later, but the father behaves the most like a baby. Because he just sees stuff and starts smashing it and, like, grabbing at everything. Mac might be the dad. We don't know that they get bigger with age. They get smaller with age? (laughs) We have no basis for this. Mac, and we don't know how old a baby is in this world either. Mac might, might be, like, 75 years old. And then the father that we assume is the father is actually a teenager or is a baby. Grumpy. Because he acts like it. A grumpy, grumpy baby. Yeah. Yeah, that that could be. Because anytime he sees something, he just grabs it and is like, what's this? Mac doesn't do that. Mac's reading fucking newspapers. It's true. I think Mac is the adult. Oh, it's a whole new take on this movie. I think, I think it holds up. We'll talk about it as we go along. But I think Mac is the most competent one of them for sure. He's the only one that doesn't just starve to death in a desert. True. He's he manages, finding that delicious, delicious Coke. He manages to find a family to take care of him. Mm-hmm. And he gets, like, sustenance. He's drinking Coke and eating Skittles and living the life. He's very happy. So then the next morning, Mac has cleaned up the house because now he's one of the family. He's met Eric. And this is the only thing that convinces the mom that maybe there is an alien because they say, like, look, it's cleaned up. You know, we wouldn't do that, right? (laughs) And the mom's like, yeah, you guys are the fucking worst. It must be an alien. And that's what makes her believe that there's something else going on. Because her kids are dirty slobs and are the worst. Yeah. Yeah. That's why she tried to kill her son, but it only did half the job. No, she was trying to kill her husband. Maybe she was trying to kill the son, too. Maybe that's why she's like, yeah, Eric, uh, go go with your dad. Exactly. Or, and also, why she didn't tell him about the cliff in the backyard. Yeah. She's hoping that this dangerous, dangerous yard is going to do the job. That's why she's planting the seed of suicide in the authorities. Because if something happens to him, oh, he's suicidal. You've seen it before. Mm-hmm. But she's going to murder him. <gasps> this is a very dark subplot. This whole movie is quite dark, though. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, she's convinced now that there might be something and we get more shots of the aliens in the desert and they can kind of communicate with Mac by doing their whistling. Yeah, and holding their hands up. Yeah, doing that. Are thing. they being like a satellite? Are they like transmitting? What sure. are they doing? Yeah, it's a satellite. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> Here I am questioning the movie again. I think that's less questionable than right after that. The mom takes the son in the wheelchair for a run downhill. Downhill. Again, suggesting that she's trying to injure him. Yes. And there's a joke. Right by the the highway? Yeah. Maybe she's hoping he'll, like, roll down into the highway. I think that's what she's hoping. Oh, my God. This is, like, so dark. And then Mac chases after them in a Power Wheels. Remember Power Wheels? Yeah. Power Wheels. Power makes them go. Yeah, I I wanted one. Oh, I always wanted one of those. And I kind of intrinsically knew, like, well, that's that's not for me. That's for rich kids. (laughs) And then I look back on it. My family was well off, but that just seems so frivolous. That kind of thing would never happen. My cousin Kennedy had one. Oh, rich kids. Rich kids, yeah. (laughs) Eric bought it for her. Rich people. Yeah. And uh, I think it was like a BMW. Ooh. It was like fancy. So Max is driving a Power Wheels Jeep, and he's chasing after Eric and the mom who are running downhill, and then they're going to run back up the hill? That's what I was wondering, because it said, let's go to the bottom of the hill and back. Yeah. Why would you do the hardest part Very hard in a wheelchair. Yeah. To go uphill, and that was quite a hill, but Max chases after them, and... 
every dog in the neighborhood is unleashed just watching in the front yard yeah. and then they all chase after him. Um I have to appreciate the that mom and Eric are both wearing uh headbands because oh, yeah. this is so 80s. Mm-hmm. <laughs> headbands and they're like dressed Mac for, was wearing a headband. Just for working out and uh it's just so like wholesomely 80s. But less wholesomely 80s is the music then changes to a love ballad as the mom and Eric like run together. That's weird. It's a weird choice of music. It's such a bizarre tonal shift because it goes from Mac crashing his power wheels and all these dogs chasing him up to a tree to just a love ballad. Why would that happen? I don't know. Who knows? Who knows anything? So then the, the FBI shows up. Yeah. House. Yeah, we assume they're the FBI or NASA or something like something that. Something like that, yeah. Uh, so the authorities show up, and under the guise of checking out what happened with the power surges the night before, and the mom and the big brother are on their way to work, and Eric is left alone in the house with Mac and the little girl, and they're on their way to McDonald's, and so they can't leave Mac by himself. Right, because they said Mac is depressed. Yes. Because he's sitting on the sofa just crying, I guess. I thought he had a cold because he just has a bunch of Kleenexes around around him. him, Yeah. No, he's he's depressed. Because he misses his family, I guess. Mm -hmm. And he was reading a newspaper and finding out about them. Yeah. Perhaps. I don't know. So the plan to get Mac Mm -hmm. to come with them. So they already, they have Mac. He's terrifying looking. He looks something like... A squirrel fetus that had at one point been set on fire. (laughs) And they're thinking, how can we make him look scarier? What if he murdered and skinned a bear and crawled inside its corpse? And that's what they do. They put him in a Chicago Cubs mascot, which isn't really a thing. So they gutted this bear. Yeah. And put it on Mac. Yes. And he is terrifying. And at this point, he switches from this puppet to clearly just a child in a bear suit. Yes. Yeah. And he moves differently, and it's very bizarre. And he gets so much bigger because it's a child now yeah. instead of this little puppet. It's not like a, a three-year-old. It's just like a seven or eight-year-old. I think it's at this point, too, that Mac looks at a picture of Eric's dad. Yes. And, looks- and he's kind of like touching it. And I don't know if we're supposed to take from that, like, oh, I miss my family. I understand that this is a family unit. Yeah. Or if he's saying, like, oh, that's the one that we had abducted and killed earlier. <laughs> so maybe. He recognizes He him. recognizes the dad he's because. He's like, oh, we've seen him before. Yeah. And then he starts to have a little guilt about killing this boy's dad. Yes. No, that's another way his dad could have died. Yeah. What if. <laughs> now I'm just uh, I'm trying to come up with all sorts of theories. So the mom was cheating on the dad, right? Mm-hmm. With Mac. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding. <laughs> the mom is cheating on the dad. The dad finds out about it. So he's going to rush over there and confront her. And he's going to bring the kids to be like, look what you're doing to our yeah. family. So he piles them in there, some other car, because it's total. We don't know about it now. And the kids are like, what's going on? And they're like fooling around and they're fighting in the back. Yeah. And they're going, hey, it's my Coke. No, it's mine. And he's like, hey, turn quite quite down back there, you two. The Coke goes flying, gets caught underneath the brake. <gasps> the, they can't stop. He crashes. He's dead. The, the dad's dead. But the mom 
has responsibility because she was cheating. That's why he's out there. The kids have responsibility because they caused that accident. They all just choose like, we can never just talk about this again. We're, We're moving to L.A., Never mentioned it. We're starting cool. it over. Yeah. Yeah. So now they all have, they're kind of have this like tentative family. agreement that we're never going to talk family about that. Family secret. And that it kind of explains this weird family dynamic they have. Yeah. Maybe. I think we're onto something. I think we're onto something there. Yeah. That's right. a good one. So <laughs> back to Mac in a teddy bear skin. The neighbors, like the little neighbor girl, her mom drives them to McDonald's. Her mom's a dick. The, but the mom doesn't question this life-size bear who is, like, clearly moving on its own. Yeah. It's clearly a child in a bear suit. So she never says anything. She, she like, I think says, oh, that's a pretty good robot toy that you have. And he's like, oh, thanks. I just got new microchips for it. Yeah, because that's Cause a robot thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's Because at the time... Cutting edge technology was that Teddy Ruxpin that you would put a cassette tape in and press play and it would talk because it plays the cassette. Yes. That was the technology of the time. And there's this bear that's just running around and everyone's cool with it. Yeah. And nobody actually questions it. But then they finally get to the McDonald's and that's where the magic happens. There's break dancers in the parking lot. There's football players dancing in the McDonald's. There's ballerinas who are sitting there and being like, oh, we're too cool for this. We, we don't ballerinas just dance. never dance. No. Everyone gets up and dances. Except for them. Yeah. That's kind of, that's the only thing I was a little sad about. There's some kids who clearly cannot clap. Yeah, there's some really uncoordinated people in this yeah. scene. You think it would have gotten like... Good dancers. Also, I'd argue the dancers in it are very good. Yes, but the background people can't clap. I bet that's Jennifer Aniston. Which one? The kid who can't clap. <laughs> I think Jennifer Aniston's terrible. I don't. I know a lot of people love her, and I'm in the minority, but I think she is very unpleasant to watch on screen. Oh. I don't care for her. Note to self, schedule more Jennifer Aniston movies <laughs> for the podcast. I bet they're coming. <laughs> And then in the McDonald's, we get to see the real star, Ronald, Ronald McDonald. Ronald McDonald, who's doing magic? Yes. Did he do magic? I don't know. Clowns do magic, right? No, it's a magician. No, but I think like clowns do like little tricks. Do they? I don't know. I don't know many clowns. I think they do. I think they do mime and I think they do magic. I think clowns do all that kind of stuff. Do they? Clowns do more than I thought they did. More than I was giving them credit for. <laughs> <laughs> So that's, like, clearly not Ronald McDonald. It's just some guy. There's, like, a second Ronald McDonald, which is just a guy dressed up as, like... You're, um, you're talking about the robots in Mystery Science Theater right now, so I'm gonna cut that out. This is... Did you think this was a scene from the movie? Yeah. So... I was going to cut this out of the podcast, but I have to... (laughs) I have to bring it up now. We have the Mystery Science Theater version of mac and me going on in the background and right now there are three robots in a spaceship and jonah ray dressed as ronald mcdonald and samantha legitimately thought this was a scene from the movie doesn't make sense i'm not questioning it anymore and there's like Patton oswald in a in a spaceship and you're like yeah this is this is mac and me yeah. <laughs> you thought this was the movie? I didn't see Patton Oswalt. Okay, but still. I know Patton. But you, you just thought that this one scene was in yeah, a spaceship? I thought it was a birthday party. You've seen McDonald's. this movie four times. I know. And you thought you missed the spaceship party? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Okay, okay. <laughs> That's the best. I love it. I This movie is so ridiculous that if there was a spaceship, you'd be like, yeah, okay. Yeah, see, I've stopped questioning it now. Because really, when you think about these robots on a spaceship and then... I was saying, oh, that's ridiculous. But the actual scene we go back to is football players dancing in a McDonald's. Yeah. So it is just as ridiculous. Like a synchronized dance at a McDonald's. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I don't think I was that far off. <laughs> and Mac flies at this point. Because mm-hmm. he could do that Because he always. can just fly. And then he does like a dance on the counter. Yeah. And all the McDonald's employees in the background join in because they 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 know this dance. They're familiar yeah. with it. So is this McDonald's like shut down for the day for the party? No, this is just what happens. Not all those people are there for the birthday party. But like, wouldn't there be people waiting in line for food? Yeah. They dance while they're in line. Oh, okay. This is how the 80s were. So then the... <laughs> <laughs> then the authorities show up at the McDonald's. And there's, like, a gang of dancers outside who try to, like, distract them and stop them from getting inside. I think they were just dancing. And when these people are not dancing, they feel like, oh, we had to, you know, we had to bring joy into their lives and dance with them. Okay. So is this a musical? No. So these people are dancing. It's an organized dance that exists in the world of the movie. It's not just how in musicals people just dance and it's Yeah, no. It's just it's just something that happens in this movie. Are people always dancing at this McDonald's? Maybe. Maybe it's like that old like tale of like the town that danced until they died. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Which old tale is this? Um, I've heard of it on a couple of podcasts where it's like a dancing epidemic. Oh, that case of like mass hysteria way back. Yeah, okay. I thought you were saying there's a fable that if you dance too much, you'll dance forever. (laughs) (laughs) No, like the unexplained, like nonstop dancing forever. Yeah, it's like that one with the nuns that all left. Yeah, yeah. And then people just like dropped dead because they'd been dancing for two weeks straight. Yeah. So do you think everyone in this world, the Mac and me world can dance like that? Because yeah. pretty much everyone can just break out a dance. Yes, I think so. So this is essentially our world, except everyone can dance, but well, they only choose to do it at McDonald's. It's L.A., so I'm assuming everyone is, like, trying to be an actor <laughs> or, like, a singer or a dancer. And so everyone has these skills because that'll make them more hireable. Got it. So yeah. they're all, like, triple threats. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> they're all like little Neil Patrick Harris's. Yeah, there. and they the like McDonald's is where everyone goes to hang out after auditions. Oh, so those aren't football players; they were all just auditioning to be football to be, players. or they're like extras in a football movie. That makes and they're like they're like, hey, let's go to the McDonald's for lunch. We've we've wrapped for the day. That legitimately makes more sense than what they <laughs> posit in the movie. I think that's a really. If uh, those are all extras, yeah, they're for, just extras from other movies, and like, or like they're across the street from a movie lot. Yeah, and so all these people are just like, hey, let's walk across the street and get some McDonald's, and then everyone just like starts dancing all together. I like it. I think that's I think that's what's happened. And then so then the uh, the suits show up. Yes. The fuzz, the heat, the FBI, possibly the ATF, who knows who these guys are. Ooh. And they show up and Mac flies away and everyone kind of stops them like you were saying and the brother included tries to hold them back. But they go on uh, luckily once the authorities start chasing them they realize they're on the top of a hill. 
And Eric can just roll right, right out of down, there. real fast. He rolls through a fence, which, fine. That's... Okay. <laughs> and then it turns into a cartoon, and they go through a clothesline, and they come out wearing, like, New granny outfits. underwear on their head, which is hilarious. And the brother drives the van fast enough that they can pull Eric and Mac into the van yeah. while it's moving. Well, that's after they already fly through a Sears. Yes. Also, just that... Um, the sequence where they're getting away, it seemed very dangerous. Yes. And not just dangerous in the world of the movie. It seemed dangerous to shoot. Yes. Like, that kid almost got hit by four or five cars. Yeah. And he's, like, they careening down a hill. Yeah. Yeah. Into traffic. Yeah, that, none of this seemed safe. Maybe that's how he got the role. Like, he's a great stunt wheelchair man. Maybe. Because he's not a good actor, but, man, his stunt work, it's its terrifying. I get an actual sense of danger <laughs> watching him and watching all those people chase him. Yeah. I liked at one point, though, the FBI, they're all chasing him. And they're running down hills, and, like, one falls down, and it's a pretty vicious spill. And the other FBI guy stops and goes, are you okay? <laughs> I really like that. That's his partner. Yeah. They're like best friends and they spend all day together. Yeah, and he's checking in. And he's yeah. like, no, go get the fucking alien. I'm fine. <laughs> so then they're on a road trip. They're like fugitives now. And the the big sister's feeding the big brother ice cream. And they're holding Oh, yeah, they fell in love at some point. And, yeah, at some point during the movie, they fell in love. And, and we should say Debbie's big sister, the neighbor. Yes. And Eric's big brother. They're not the brother, brother and sister, sister in yet. love. And it looks like a really cute family road trip movie for, like, a little bit. Because mm -hmm. they're just, like, eating snacks and yeah. passing around Coke and eating some Skittles. And there's wild horses for some reason. Yeah. Just, does Mac have, like, some sort of animal power? Maybe. Because he gets all the dogs to chase him. But also oh. maybe it's just because he's an alien. And but then, then there's all the horses, horses chasing, chasing the van. Too. Yeah. Maybe he's got some kind of, like, magnetism thing that, like... Who like, animals can hear and are attracted to. But shots like that, when all the horses are following, it looks like this could be a good movie. Yeah. This is a strange type of bad movie because I would argue it's not poorly made. No. I think the direction is fine. Yes. It's written and directed by the same guy, and he is not a good writer, but I think the direction is pretty decent. He should just direct. I also think the score, this might be controversial, I think the score is good. No. Because it's Alan Silvestri who's done lots of big stuff. I think he does the Avengers stuff now. Really? Which I also went on the record saying I don't like, but yeah. he did Back to the Future is probably his most famous one. Okay, well. But he's done a lot of stuff, and sometimes it seemed like it was just kind of mimicking things he's already done, but I think the score is good too. Yeah. So they climb into an old abandoned mine. And this is fucking grim and terrifying. And they find the bodies of Mac's family. It seems like this should be a scene from one of those podcasts that you always listen to. Because they go into an abandoned mine and just find all these naked corpses. Yeah, it's a true that crime scene. That happens in this movie for children. Yeah. They come in and find a bunch of naked Lifeless corpses in a mine. with their eyes open and, like, laying there. And how do you remember their eyes are open? Because the big brother pokes one in the in eye. The eye! To see if it's still alive. Gross! There oh. has to be other ways to check if something's alive than to stick your finger in its eye. Yeah, it kind of moved a little, but then just right in the eye. Yeah. But they look, they're pretty much dead. Pretty much, yeah. And we established that Coke can bring these aliens back from the dead. Yes. 
Wait, do you think that's where Coke comes from in this world? Coke comes from the underground of Mars? <laughs> because at the beginning of the movie, they are using straws to drink out of the ground on Mars. Oh, yeah. Is that where Coke's from? Maybe. <laughs> I don't know what's going it's like on. It's like an interplanetary pipeline that just brings Coke to Earth. Yeah. Ah. Or is that something that Coke put in there because they wanted to like build up a little like, kind of a joke, fake history of Coca-Cola that Maybe. It comes from Mars? I don't know. So Coke brings them back to life. Yes, they are dead. Dead. And Coke revives them. And Max all happy and excited because his family's back. And they all get into the van and drive to a grocery store to get gas and more coke of course of course but on the drive there there was like a real sense of danger with the dad i felt because he's in the back and remember he bends a A tire tire iron into a pretzel yeah so he's being very threatening so he's super strong and also, at one point, he's trying to get something from Debbie off her wrist, her... Bracelet? Yeah. And she goes, stop, stop, you're hurting me. There is an alien who can bend iron and is, like, breaking this kid's arm. And this, again, is a yeah. movie for children. For children. <laughs> yeah, he's. that's why I think that he's the baby. Oh, maybe. Because a, a child would just be grabbing at stuff. Yeah, and world. just breaking things. While... Mac can navigate um, hiding out at a McDonald's, kind yeah. of going through Sears, reading newspapers. He navigates the highway and tells them where to turn to go find his parents. Yeah. But the father, Mac Daddy, the Daddy Mac, Big Mac. Big Mac. Big Mac. <laughs> and again, it's about McDonald's yeah. and the main, the main character Mac. Big Mac is just grabbing at whatever is shiny. Yeah. I think he might be the baby. I think he's the baby. He's yeah. a big old baby. Big old baby. <laughs> so they go into the grocery store. Ooh, can I stop you for one yeah. second? I get distracted by so many great things that happen in this movie. When they pull up, there's Big Mac and the Mama Mac in the back seat. And like a teenage girl pulls up next to them. And is kind of like winking at them like, hey, how's yeah, it going? Yeah, she looks really into them. Yeah. She, is she flirting with I think this... she's flirting with the alien. Oh, gross. Yeah. They look disgusting. I don't know if I've said it enough. I know I've said it 30, 40 times, but that's not enough to show how gross, especially <laughs> this dad is. Gross yeah, and terrifying. he's pretty gross. He looks like maybe a blues musician with like those really big cheeks, but then someone pulled all his skin off and Ew. roasted him a little. That's kind of what he looks yeah, like. Yeah, with his distended stomach. Oh, and yeah. Like, it's pretty gross. And weird, smooth pelvis. Yeah. Because I know, yeah, you shouldn't put genitals on a, on aliens in kids' movies. I get that. But then don't make them look so nude. And No. Because the eye just kind of goes down there the way their bodies are. Yeah. And it's real gross. <laughs> but yeah, then she... Um, <laughs> He breaks through the window and then steals a Sprite, which is another coat product, from this teenage girl. Yes. And that's the only thing that makes her not into him. He said she's scared. Yeah, finally she gets scared. Which is good. Good for her. Yeah. She should have been scared long she ago. She should have been scared the, when you pulled up and saw that there was aliens in the yeah. next car. And all of this, not crazy enough. So let's talk about the real crazy stuff that happens next. Yes. So they, aliens get out of the car. 
Yeah, and they go into the grocery store. And they knock over a display of Coke. Yeah. And this makes the security guard pull his gun out. Yeah. And well, before this, everyone just looks at them. Yeah. Not quite terrified. It's kind of like the reaction I get every time I go into a grocery store in small town Alberta. When they're like, oh, a colored person. And they just kind of all look. They're kind of grossed out. They're kind of scared, but they're trying not to say anything. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the reaction they get. And it's they're a family of naked aliens. Yeah. And then there's that one woman who has a naked baby. Like a human <laughs> naked a baby. A human baby? Yeah. yeah. That seems weird. That's Why weird wasn't too. that baby wearing clothes? No, no, no. I don't know. Small town Alberta, man. Yeah. <laughs> so the security guard gets his gun out. Yes. They, they're they very hostile towards the aliens. Yeah. And the aliens don't really do anything to deserve it other than that they're aliens. But they should deserve a little more than just looking at them curiously. Yeah. They need a reaction between looking at them quizzically and pulling a gun on them. Yes. Yeah. That, that's the correct uh, reaction if you see an alien somewhere between just going huh that's weird and trying to shoot it and then the fbi authorities police come and all guns are drawn because you missed that mac daddy has a gun now oh yes because the security guard just walks up to him with a gun pointed but just pretty much gives him the gun. Yeah, basically. So now the alien has a gun. So yes, so, let's shoot again, at the alien. This terrifying naked seven foot tall alien has a gun in this children's movie. Yes. Okay, go on. Um. So then the SWAT team comes in. Yeah. And in this children's movie. <laughs> they drag the kids out, the main character kids. And force them to stay outside, even though they're yelling, they're not going to hurt anyone. They're mm. they're fine. You just stop. Be nice to them. How do they start it on fire? I can't even remember how they start the... Yeah, so they pull the kids out, and Mac Daddy comes out with his family and with a gun. And it's a bit of a standoff. There's a Mexican standoff between aliens and the police. Yes. Again, in a movie for children. I feel like I keep saying this, but it's so bizarre that all this stuff happens. It is very bizarre. He takes a shot first, or did the police shoot first? He shoots first. But I think it's because, like, it's by accident. Yeah. Well, because he doesn't know what he's doing. He doesn't know what a gun is. he's never used a gun. Although, or does he? Because Matt can understand and read English, so maybe this guy does understand, and he wants to just kill someone. Maybe. Who knows? But there's a, a shootout, and... In the shootout, Eric goes, no, no, they're just trying to help or do whatever. They're yeah. not going to hurt you. And goes wheeling over to them. And in the shootout, apparently they were right next to the the big explosives factory in California. Yes. And there's uh, like a Michael Bay style explosion. It's huge. And Eric is killed. This child... <laughs> Is murdered by the police in this movie for children. Yes. Okay, I'm going to tell you something which sounds very made up, but it is true. So there's um, like an Asian cut that the Asian market got for this. So like if you get the Japanese DVD, the original cut has a cop accidentally shooting Eric and killing. Because that makes more sense. Although it's, yeah, more grim, but not that much worse than them killing him in a Big, fiery blaze. Yeah, true. Yeah, the police kill him in this explosion. And then we get a shot that's kind of like from Terminator 
where the Mac family is walking through this explosion Soul and they're motion. emerging from the fiery depths of hell. Yeah. And they ex- they walk out of a fire. So now we know that there's aliens. Alien life exists. Yes. They can understand English. Correct. They can use guns. Yeah. They can be brought back to life with coke. Yes. And fire doesn't kill them. True. That's fucking terrifying. <laughs> They are, like, the villain in a horror movie now. But, wait, their powers aren't done yet, because... So, Eric's dead, and his new friends are weeping. Yes. They're holding him and crying. The brother is going, my little brother is dead. Yes, and mom is crying. It's not bad enough that my father died and almost killed my little brother. Now these aliens and the police have murdered him. Yes. And Debbie's sister takes it the worst. She does. She loses it. And then the Mac family comes over and does some kind of magic. Yeah. With like their hands and that hand sign. Oh, and that hand sign that they do. And it's very scary. Like if I was a human and my son had just died and I'm sitting there watching these aliens do some kind of weird hand sign motion thing and I'd be afraid. Also, the the mom has never seen the aliens yet. She's heard talk about there's some sort of creature. Yeah. But she comes on a helicopter. Yes. And when she arrives... They're like, where's my son? And she's, the cops say, like, oh, I don't know, but there's some dead kid in a wheelchair oh over God. there. And she's like, oh, yeah, that's him. That's him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. This see, explosion. We're watching it now. And you can see how the original ending had him getting shot first because he's dead by the time we see the explosions yes. behind him. Yeah. So the mom gets out and says, oh, yes, this is my dead son. Oh, and also here's a bunch of aliens. And she lets them pray over him do they use magic alien magic and he comes back to life yes they bring eric back from the dead he was dead yes a cop or some sort of doctor comes in oh he's dead doesn't try cpr or anything no he was dead he was dead and the aliens bring him back to life yeah so now we live in a world where aliens exist you can't kill them no but they have found a way to conquer death. Yes. Death is a thing of the past. Yeah, it doesn't exist anymore. That's uh, pretty big. Yeah. Also, also, this is a children's movie. This is a children's <laughs> movie. So either they are magic and have conquered death, or they prayed to their god who brought him back to life. Yeah, I don't know. In which case... All Earth religions are wrong, but God does exist, and he's a Martian. And he's an alien, yeah. <laughs> Either way, big consequences from this movie. So then after all these revelations that, yeah, maybe God exists, aliens definitely do, death is a thing of the yeah. past, um, cops killed a kid, but it's all right because aliens brought him back to life. Yeah. You'd think there'd be some sort of fallout of from that. Again, no. consequence. Smash cut to L.A. City Hall. And a citizenship swearing-in ceremony. Yeah, because the aliens are allowed to live in the U.S. and just be a family. (laughs) Even though they murdered somebody almost. No, I'd argue they're allowed to because they saved the LAPD a lot of uh, lawsuit money because they brought this kid back from the dead. Yes. I 
I don't understand how you're just allowed to, like, become a citizen if you're an alien. Like, a literal alien. (laughs) (laughs) Not even, like, an illegal immigrant. You're literally an alien. And in this, they are now wearing clothes, and the mom is dressed like Jackie Onassis? Yeah. And the little girl has a bow in her hair. And Max wearing a McKids polo shirt. Of course he is. Because McDonald's. I think they get citizenship because it's just like, you eat McDonald's, you love Coke, you fire guns, hell, you guys are Americans. (laughs) And they just give them the grant of citizenship. Yeah. And then everyone's there, just like watching them become citizens. And that should be a bigger thing. The agents come? Yeah, they somewhere off screen turned into big fans. Friends of these aliens, which is crazy. And then after the swearing-in ceremony, the Earth family, they all kiss them. They kiss all the aliens. Yeah. Much of it on the lips. And it's... Oh, my God. I just saw it. Yeah. Sorry. We saw it right here. And there was a child kissing this disgusting eight-foot-tall alien on the mouth. You know the grossest thing about them? Their joints. Their knees and elbows all have these, like, kind of big bulbous warts on them yeah oh it's so grotesque why did they think children would like this i don't know but anyway they drive off into the sunset in a pink car yeah pink convertible so in i don't know the last two weeks they've gained citizenship and they've taken driving lessons yes because the dad's driving but then the ending is the most audacious piece of garbage I've ever seen. (laughs) They have the nerve to end this movie with a big balloon that says, we'll be back, because they knew, like, this is going to be such a hit. This is a franchise, people. Oh, yeah, we're making, like, seven sequels. We're going to have so many of these. Forever. Surprise, they were never back. Mm -mm. Wow. And that's, uh, that's Mac and me. Oh, my goodness. I have never been more confused yet accepting of a movie. (laughs) And I think Mac and Me is unlike anything else I've seen. Yes. Yes, it is. That's one thing we can all agree on. It's unlike anything Anything, else. (laughs) It's such such a bizarre movie because you can see exactly what they were going for. Yeah. And all of the choices and efforts make sense. But they just did everything wrong. Yes. They were trying to rip off something, but they made... It's like, what if we did E.T., but made the opposite choice in every yeah. instance? I thought E.T. was scary as a kid. but E.T. This was thing, scary. This thing is super creepy. Who thought children would like this? Yeah. <laughs> like, they, they're not cute. Mac is not cute. They could have really gone for, like, a cute alien looking thing yeah now how every movie has a bunch of cute things in it because they got to sell those toys yeah who would buy a toy of that mac daddy no oh no grotesque mr mac yeah i would like to see this updated a remake of mac and me yeah with like cuter aliens well i just say lean into it make a full-on horror oh yeah that, that would be good too I didn't have any sort of plan about things I wanted to say going into this. I wonder if this is a good episode. Yeah, I don't know. It's just kind of us recapping it. So really, you don't even need to watch it. No, but you do. You do need to watch it. But I also don't know how else we'd talk about this movie. It's so strange. So all over the place. And so much fun. Yes. I loved it. 
It was fine. <laughs> <laughs> I watched it. <laughs> so do you get the kind of the appeal of watching bad movies and making yeah, fun of it with your friends? I do. I it do get fun. it. You've brought me around on that. I get it. So we're going to watch all sorts of movies like that. Maybe not right away. I think I need a break after Mac and me. There'll be some more coming eventually. Okay. So I guess we will be taking a little bit of a break from bad movies. And, That's what you think. <laughs> and uh, we're going to be spending all of December, which is only a couple days away, uh, l- watching some of our Christmas favorites. And we'll have a bonus episode at some point during the month. It'll be a bit of a surprise. Yeah, December is all Christmas all the time. All the time. Christmas puppy movies. Oh, maybe. From start to finish. <laughs> no, no, not start to finish Christmas. <laughs> oh, okay. There might be some Christmas puppy movie mentions, perhaps. Yeah, but... <laughs> yeah. But... Uh... What do we call it? We had Spooktober for October. I guess Christmas is already just called Christmas. It's just Christmas. We don't need to make a new thing. No. I want to start calling it the holidays to make people angry. People get so angry at you. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, but there's more than one holiday. Like, no, you say Merry Christmas. I had someone yell at me when I was like shopping at Walmart or somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, because it's like New Year's and it's like, it's not just Christmas. Yeah, there's more. And there, the songs Happy Holidays are from like the 40s. Yeah. It's so not a new thing. Saying that it's forever. not a war on Christmas. No. <laughs> but we're calling it Christmas because I'm guessing most of our movies are Christmas themed, not New Year's themed or yes. Hanukkah themed. Well, I might do a Kwanzaa movie. A Kwanzaa movie? No, I'm just kidding. Okay. I don't know any Kwanzaa movies. I don't either. I know about Kwanzaa Bot. What's Kwanzaa Bot? You know, like the robot that's the for the holiday of Kwanzaa? No. Christmas has Santa. Kwanzaa has Kwanzaa Bot. Oh. Well, I did not know this. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's a robot for Kwanzaa. Okay, well, you'll have to educate me after. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... We, I don't even know what we're talking about. This whole episode, I'm sorry, or you're welcome, depending on how it turns out. We were all over the place, but all of December, yes, we will be doing Christmas stuff. We will be back next week with the pre-episode for my Christmas pick. Ooh, I'm excited. I hope it's all about puppies, but I fear it might be a bad Hallmark movie that has some sort of prince in it. We'll see. So we're not done with bad movies. We're not done with bad movies. <laughs> uh, so we'll see you next week. If you want to get a hold of us and tell us how much you loved Mac and me or how much you hated it or how terrified you were, uh, you can email us at I love this, you should, and the number two at gmail.com. You can tweet or Instagram us at I-L-T-Y-S and the number two. And you can find us on Facebook at I Love This You Should Too Dash Podcast. Tell us what you think. And we'll see you next week for Christmas. <laughs> Just becomes Christmas next week. Yep, next week, beginning of Christmas. At least we didn't start November 1st like so many other people do. It's true. It's true. December 1st, you can start Christmas. Yeah, we did Titanic and Mac and Me as our November movies. And I, I think that's a good lead up to Christmas. Nothing says the holidays like terrifying aliens waddling towards you pelvis first with big distended bellies (laughs) and bug eyes and like anus mouths merry christmas gross (laughs) so we'll see you next week when we start our deep dive into christmas bye everyone okay bye No, you don't. I'm pretty sure you do. I'm pretty sure you're wrong. Say la vie. <laughs>